so. I imagine it hasn't escaped your attention that today uh, uh, a a historic event has happened and um, Queen uh, Elizabeth um, uh, we, yes, that's okay. It's, that's interesting how easy it is to say certain things and these, you know, difficult it is to say other things. Now I'm not a royalist and I don't think that's important at the moment, but this, whatever this is, is here in those moments of confusion and disquiet. And that's what we're here for. So it's a weird time. And I, and I haven't sort of really sat with it yet, but it is regardless of your interest or opinion of the royal family, um, this is a, a massive thing that has happened to the UK and to, you know, what we call the Commonwealth. For 96 years, um, this, you know, this person has been uh, a sort of a, you know, a, a, a fixture to some degree. So, really, all I, I wanted to do today with with today's time is just to be here because if you are in any way just affected by the you know it's it's like a change in air pressure it doesn't matter what causes it but the, you know you can feel the change in air pressure and that's and that's what events like these do they sort of they create vacuums and they they sort of suck the air out of everything and everything becomes somehow sort of very still. So I remember uh, when Princess Diana died in, what, 97? 96, 97? And what, you know, that was the the sort of last last closest thing. Um, Still nothing in comparison, because as, so I was with family today, um, and so it's it's been one of those things where sort of throughout the day it's been okay well, you know th- this may be the situation and um uh the queen's family were you know all of her family were being brought together now listen um <clears throat> with some of this stuff i want to kind of give us give us permission to to need what we need right and um you know i am talking about events and i usually don't and I recognize that, you know, back when I did this in 2020, I wouldn't talk about the thing that we were all shielding ourselves from. So I recognize I want to walk a line here and not to bring up any sort of thoughts or emotions either way. So I'll, I'll try and sort of navigate that as we, as we sit and, and spend time with each other today. Um, but in in the same way, it's it's the it's the vacuum that these events create, and I was aware of that. You know, twenty uh, or oh, however many years ago, I can't do the maths. <laughs> um, and it is, 
it's it's a it's a strange thing. Um, but you know, if if we if we just look at look at sort of the the more prosaic or sort of process angle, um, the the conversation I was having with 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 family today is there's lots of change that this brings about. Lots of you know, uh, in terms of like things that we will see around us because that face has been a an emblem and we're going to have a new one and that's you know the currency coins notes um there was an interesting thing and this is speculation isn't necessarily the right word but i i found this interesting that um take people like the police they swear an allegiance effectively they they serve her majesty and I don't think that necessarily means the crown, but it means, you know, the, the, the person wearing the crown. And so what does that mean for a police force or, or any other um, organisation, for want of a better word, that, that um, serves at the pleasure of, uh, of the queen? You know, does, does, that, does that mean a new swearing in? Um, does that you know it's 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 you know these things are all a formality and there's there's these things like you you're supposed to do an extra hour for the queen or whatever it's it is which is this weird thing um which i only found out about many years ago and i don't know if it's if it's all police or just like a probationary thing or, or whatever but there's this idea of you do an hour for the queen or i think it's an hour um and i think what that means is uh, it's it's a euphemistic way i think of saying you get you have to work an extra hour, but you don't get paid for it. It's, it's for the queen. Um, it's my understanding. Um, you know, it's, it's some of these things, even just the words, you know, are, are sort of baked into our society. So again, even without us looking at the, the, the people, you know, there is, it's the person as a symbol, as a, as an icon in the true sense of the word, right? Or in the sense that I guess more in the modern sense, if you like, of how we use icons uh, as a, as you know, an almost pictogram of a of, of a of a of a person. Um, so yeah, so I was I've had a sort of fairly busy day. Started off, I think, with. Um, with, with, uh, I think sometime in the morning anyway, was, was sort of looking at the news and seeing, okay, you know, this is, or may, maybe slightly midday seeing the news um, as it was then developing. Um, but it's been a day of calls and then stressings about strikes. There's a, a Royal Mail strike at the moment, uh, which meant that I uh, was supposed to give a gift and that, that got delayed. Uh, by a couple of days, because uh, our society is crumbling and we're in end times. Uh, <laughs> um, but sort of sandwiched in between that, sort of had uh, two calls, and then after after the last one, which kind of went long, I like pretty much ran out of the out of my office and out of my flat, and uh, had to go catch a bus. Which I was, I've never been so on time for this particular bus. It it comes sort of every half hour, but it's always either early or late. Um, and so the Google 
Maps app, which is probably the most accurate of the mapping apps in the UK because Apple, you know, doesn't really recognize or understand that people live outside of Cupertino, California. Um, so their maps are just like, there's a place. There you go. That's enough, right? 80% company, like I talked about uh, yesterday or the day before, right? That's There you go. It's close enough. Um, whereas Google actually maps places and and looks at local infrastructure and goes, okay, what's running? Uh, and, you know, hooks into things. And so they um, they they actually had an accurate estimate of when the bus arrived and it was going to be early. And so I just ran. Uh, and, yeah, it was one of those where I, I, I probably waited for all of – 30 seconds for the i could see the bus coming you know as i was running down the road so uh that's always appreciated um and uh yeah had a had a brief stop off did some uh, uh birthday deliverings and then or partial uh and then went off and saw some of the family and uh, we were all discussing you know what's this going to mean what's happening and then not long after we left um, the news di- didn't even actually, the weird thing is I sort of haven't heard a formal announcement. Uh, that's not a weird conspiracy thing. Like, you know, I don't know what's happened, but, um, we sort of turned on the radio and, and they were in the midst of sort of doing a retrospective, um, of, of, of the Queen's reign and, um, then playing the national anthem and you sort of go, okay, that's, that's where we are. And it hadn't really occurred to me until I put the key in the door coming back, which was 30 seconds, a minute before I um, turned up the fader and, and, uh, and hit go. I was thinking, this is what I, this, it's moments like this that the lighthouse exists for. And so I think... In these moments, again, you know, for some, it's about grief, mourning, loss. For others, it's it's just about confusion and the sort of ripple effect on, on what does this mean. There is, there's other people who will have to sort of um, hustle, you know, the, the people who will have to do things um, because because of the change. That, that this means there, there'll be, you know, days of officialdom and, and mourning and all sorts of things. And some are going to, to really grieve. Um, and in those moments, I think I sort of look to that, this idea of good grief um, of, A sense of almost savouring, for want of a better word. Not, you know, sort of say, really feeling the, the, the grief that we feel. Because I think on a subconscious level, and we don't always want to acknowledge this because it can feel a little bit like toxic positivity, but I think on some level there is this idea that it hurts so much because we care so much. You know, a friend of the show, uh, Anya, has has talked about it. it. It hurts where we care. 
And I think, you know, to, to add to that, it hurts so much because we care so much. Um, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I've figured out or just, just, just discovering, figuring out about my brain, this is a nice little detour for us is what I thought of as an ADHD trait. I don't think it is. It, there is a, there is a switch that flips in my brain that it's, 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 it's like Wiley Coyote. So Wiley Coyote is fine when he's chasing after the road runner. He can run off the side of a cliff and keep going, but it's not until he looks down that he realizes he's no longer running. I like, I love that as a, the fact that that's an, that's an idea we can understand, I think is, is magnificent, right? I think the the work of that sort of fairly simple and, and quite violent cartoon, I feel like there's a lot that's, they established cartoon grammar. Like, this is a detour, isn't it? But you, do you know what I mean? Like they established really the sentence structure, the, the language of cartoons of those kinds of cartoons and of many that notion and then you know it's the the sounds the eyes rolling and the 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 pupils turning into uh you know whether it's dollar signs or little ham legs or something like those cartoons those um warner brothers or not warner brothers but the um looney tunes and you know, just well, re really, kind of those those ones, and actually, yeah, and, and the Tom and Jerry because they weren't they weren't lonely lonely tunes. They were what Merry Melodies, I believe. So yeah, the Merry Melodies and the Looney Tunes, those are the ones that that really set out the the grammar as we know today. I think of cartoons, which I think is really wonderful. There's there's something just so satisfying about watching those those early cartoons. Um, those, you know, at some point, I mean, they've got to be what, 70, 80 years old, which is quite a remarkable thing. Um, but I, one of the things that I sort of notice as I, as I drift off into my tangents is it's not really the fact that I forget my place. It's that I nearly forget my place. And then my brain goes, you've forgotten your place. And it then gets stuck on you've forgotten your place rather than actually being able to, to, to sort of work back, which is the, it's what we call being in one's own head. And it is my biggest, um, I was going to say floor, but it's bigger than that. Um, it's actually my biggest disability. <laughs> um, is that it's the thing that means when I have a guitar lesson and I know my guitar teacher's watching, or even when I'm playing uh, an instrument, I know how to play. And then I decide to go for a take, you know, if I'm going to record, like I can sit here and noodle and be quite happy with what comes out, but then I'll hit record. And suddenly because I know I'm being observed and because there's a sense of it, of there being consequences or stakes of any kind, then suddenly my brain seizes up 
Not enough that I can't do it, but I lose some of that elasticity. I, everything becomes rigid and hard. And it's it's genuinely the thing I'm sort of realizing now, genuinely the thing that served me the, the, the most ill in my adult life. And it's something that I can't really stop. I don't know how to is, is, is what that is. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and there's, there's fear of what that means that keeps me out of certain circumstances. That's something. So I kind of just picked it out there and just realized, no, it wasn't really the fact that I was, I was going to slightly forget what I was saying. It was more the fact that as soon as I noticed that that was the danger, that became it. And I couldn't think of what I was going to say next. But we're talking something about, I had it there and, and, and it's gone, but it's okay. <laughs> I I tell you what, that's something I found myself saying a lot more over the last year or so. I, I end a lot of sentences now by saying, but that's okay. And I think there's something to that as well. There's something about saying things are awful right now, but that's okay. Because what that's saying is, it's not saying things aren't awful. It's not saying things are fine. It's saying, okay, you know, there's something that's sort of quite, you know, the word almost shifts posture and sort of says, right, you know, it's it's a it's a sort of a rolling up of the sleeves kind of word, right? It's, but that's okay, you know, but that's okay. It's a I won't go as far necessarily as to say we got this, because I think that's a bit overplayed now as a phrase. It has been for about five years. Uh, although I like it, I think it's, yeah, it's been it's been over, overdone a bit. But the, that idea, um, I'm slightly distracted by, um, by sounds outside. There are, uh, there is a, Yes, I, I won't describe uh, the sounds that are outside. It's not like unpleasant or anything. It's just difficult to describe um, a person in a particular living conditions. Um, it's just the words, the, finding the words will be slightly difficult. And because there's a window open here, um, it's a it's a particular voice that always carries. Uh, and I'm I'm quite conscious of that. And so uh, every now and again, it sort of drifts into my uh, into my consciousness. Um, God, I have no idea where I was. It's like I, I abandoned one tangent and then started a whole new one and then got distracted again. But it's okay. And that was where we were. Um, yeah, it's... There's, there's a sort of a comfort in that. And I think you have to apply it in the right way uh, and mean it the right way. You know, certainly the way I mean it is, yeah, it, you really can sort of say... And the most awful thing, the most awful thing has happened, but it's okay. And what it's saying is, I'm here. Like you, and you can say that for yourself. So when we have these tricky moments, we can say, the queen has died, but that's okay. And I don't mean that it's good that that thing has happened, right? I don't mean that. What I mean is we can deal with it on a personal level. It's purely what I'm talking about. Whatever affects you. But that's okay. If you can if you can speak aloud 
whatever is affecting you and then preface it or su- suffix it suff- mm. suffice that's not actually the word is it you preface things I don't know how you suffice things. Do you know what I mean? I have to find out. Um, I know we have suffice, which I think is the word spelt the same way, but I don't know if that means... Anyway, we. I think if you can speak the thing aloud and then say to yourself, but that's okay, sort of in that in that tone, which is... There's a tinge of stoicism, for want of a better word, and I don't necessarily mean with a capital S because I don't know enough about about it, but yeah, you take the awful thing and then that's okay. We've you know, it's we'll figure it out. It's all figure outable. And it's it, it, it's because we've got each other. If there's Anything I think I would want anyone to know about anything. It's that there is someone that you can reach out to. And and you may not feel it, but there is. I am. I am someone that you can reach out to. I'll read a message. I don't mean on the podcast, but I'll read a message and I'll listen and try not to advise but but be a listener and there are people who across the world who are paid to do that that you can just ring up and say i'm struggling and i dare say there will be a lot of people doing that tonight uh i'm privileged to know someone who not only works for the Samaritans in the UK, but or volunteers, but is also sort of increasingly high up. And I, I can only imagine they'll get a lot of calls today and over the, the next few days as people understand what this means. Because I think what's... Part of what's difficult is we are in such a tumultuous time. We haven't had a break for a while. I mean, you know, let's not play the relative game of who's who's having it worse, because yes, we can always point to people, but that that's I, I've never thought that to be particularly helpful. But you know, at a as a base level, we can all say it's it's been. We haven't had a break just at a base level for the last sort of three years. Um, knocking on for. You know, with with events this year in, in Ukraine, uh, in in the UK with the ousting of a of a corrupt prime minister who's at the head of a corrupt party. The replacement well, the the holidaying of, of that corrupt individual just the country essentially having no prime minister for two months because he had a temper tantrum because he was believed that he, he was entitled to the position that he held. Um, 
and 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 now a new one who's been in office a day, two days. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday when they when she took office? I can't remember. Um, I think it was Tuesday. So she's been in for two days, and and then and then this we've got fuel crisis, which. Spurred on by, I mean, it's caused by two things. I think the war in Ukraine. Well, sorry, Russia's aggression against Ukraine. Shouldn't say the war in Ukraine. Um, Russia's invasion of Ukraine and greed. Lots of things are, are caused by greed, and uh, like this is the thing, and this is where I get start to get a little bit strident, is I think there are certain things that are political and there are certain things that are inalienable, not inalienable, but sort of <sighs> truths. I, and, and, and I'm walking a dangerous line there because I'm not saying facts, which means really... But I think, you know, deeper truths. <sighs> so I did what I... Um, have never done in this um, in the lighthouse before. In that, I actually made a big edit because <laughs> I went off on a whole thing about um, politics. The reason I did is because, and I, I'm sorry, you're hearing this, you know, right now, and I've I've just gone on a however many minute calm, but still ranty rant about um, politics. Um, which I which I won't even hint at again. Um, and so I can't quite rem. I don't know where I've made the edit point. So, uh, but it, it started with me talking about exp- sort of discussing how difficult the world is. You know, talked about Ukraine and and that stuff, and where we are now with with petrol prices um, and gas and electricity. We are in. I think. I think 2022 is is has probably shaped up as being, you know, uh, a, a, the third in a blockbuster trilogy, <laughs> right? Um, usually the usually the second one. I think that's probably about right, actually, because the first one sort of sets up the premise, although. It's a little, yeah, actually, it's a little bit like my favourite book trilogy, the the um, Millennium trilogy by Stieg Larsson, the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo, which was, I believe, originally uh, titled "The Men Who Hate Women" or just "Men Who Hate Women." Um, that's what it is in 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 the Swedish. Um, <sighs> distracted again. Distracted again. <laughs> um. The girl with the dragon tattoo. Yes, in my trilogy. Um, it's the sort of through line is sort of um, Elizabeth Salander and Mikhail Blomqvist. Um, but the first one is a very different story. And then the other two are kind of interlinked. Uh, the You know, sort of the, the events... A more consequential in in two and three, um, and 
there's actually very little that Lisbeth does in most of the third book for reasons I won't get into because you should read them if you haven't or get the audiobook. They're wonderful. Don't, I mean, do the films by all means, but it won't give you... It maybe gives you about a fifth of what you get in the books because the books are big and dense. I love them. I really do. Um, I, I want to... Well... This will be a nice distraction for us, a nice tangent for us to go down. But I, uh, I was doubtful because I, I. So okay, so what I'm what I'm getting at is uh, there were books written posthumously in the uh, Millennium Universe, shall we say? Millennium is a magazine um, that is sort of one of the backdrops uh, of the series, and Michael Blomk- Blomkvist is a journalist who um, is the co-creator of this magazine and stuff. Um, so you know, there's a lot about journalism. There's you know all sorts of other things, um, and uh, I am telling you that because of the book. I'm very distracted now. As you can tell, I'm also a little bit tired. So I hope I hope you'll forgive me. Um, it's been a it's been a you know, and I've been recording for far longer than you've been listening. Um. It's been an interesting day. So I, one thing I, I failed to mention when I was uh, talking about relaying my day is I got up. I actually got up at a decent time, um, but I didn't get to bed until quite late. I didn't get to bed until half one um, because I was editing a podcast episode to go out at midnight, as in an hour and a half previous. Uh, so it was like an hour and a half late. Um because I always like to release this particular podcast on a Thursday. And it, in fact, as as you may know, if you listened to yesterday's episode, that's what I was talking about, having uh, getting ready to, to do. And so, yes, I was up until the wee small hours. So I'm now quite tired. And this yawn, I feel, is entirely justified. But I still will apologise for it. But the reason I was sort of getting into the Dragon Tattoo stuff is... You got the first story, and then the second two of these sort of slightly part of a of, of this connected bigger story, and that's sort of where we are. Like twenty twenty was very much the COVID year, and twenty twenty one was sort of the continuing of COVID year. It's COVID the revenge, right? And then the third one, it's like we sort of we've sort of kissed goodbye to COVID. Not that it's it hasn't left us, but we've left COVID. COVID's still very much around, but we're trying to ignore it. Um, you know, different variants and, and all sorts of stuff. But then a whole lot of other history has been has happened this year. Like a lot of history. And that's that's a way of looking at it, right? In the last three years, there's been a lot of history. It's gonna be a fascinating period to look back on. And who knows, you know, what what next year... You know, we think of these things in years. We think in units because it's helpful for us. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's a helpful container, I guess, of these events. And so... Ooh, he says, not stifling a yawn. What will the next, you know, what, what, what will the next years have in store for us? But... How will we look back on this in twenty years' time? You know the 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 tumult, the confusion, the everything, the history, the, the pure history that is being written 
today is a day where history gets a new history gets its um it sharpens its quill that's a phrase that's the title today history sharpens its quill and gets ready to write and i'm going to say it i think there's optimism in that going back to but it's okay but that's okay there can be up to, there can be room for optimism again it's not saying that everything's fine and you shouldn't worry it's saying it's it's a supportive hand it's a, it's 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 an arm to lean on and it doesn't promise much but what it offers is just maybe just enough to lean on And in that similar vein, this notion of history sharpening its quill gives us all a moment to consider the, the histories that we're writing for ourselves and, and for those around us. It's a big day. A big day in a big year. And... And it's going to sound corny as, as, as hell, but I, I, I hope you'll forgive me. Like, what, what bit of history are you going to write today? You know, what's, what's, you can, we can look at this as a fresh new piece of, of, of crisp paper. You know, maybe not today. Maybe, maybe don't feel that today. Maybe sit with that feeling of this sucks, but that's okay. And then tomorrow, we look at that lovely moleskin notebook and we turn to a new page and we go, new nice double page spread, okay. What can we put on today? We put the date in the top, top left. And then the space is there for us to fill. The story is there for us to write, you know, our own stories. So I'll thank you so much for spending the time with me today and um, I hope you go well and, and I hope you go gently and kindly um, and treat yourself well tonight. And yeah, like I said earlier, it's moments like these that I remind myself why I do this. And it is, of course, at a moment like this that I want to remind you that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you're entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. And you are welcome.